With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stratycast number 130 to be specific and unfortunately it's going to be on a downer that Manchester United suffered defeat at the weekend against Manchester City, a 2-0 defeat at Old Trafford, similar to the game against Liverpool, performance was just nowhere near good enough, we were not at the races from the very start, conceded another shit early goal and appeared to have thrown the towel in very early on. Just not good enough. Another day like that at Old Trafford against another arch rival. A lot of questions are going to be asked over this international break. We're going to get to what what the, the news outlets are saying about Solchard's position. I'll give some opinions on that as well as we get to that. But I want to focus first on the derby itself. It looked like United were a drunk man losing a fight, as Gary Neville put it on Sky Sports. City just did the same thing to United, totally boss possession, clearly a way better coach side. When Solskjaer got the job and when Mourinho got the Manchester United job and Van Gaal, a lot of the talk was bridging that gap between United and City in terms of the performance levels and in terms of competing. Our expectations this season were, were to see Manchester United challenge for the Premier League title. We finished second twice since Ferguson retired but in neither of those campaigns could you say we really mounted a significant title challenge and we got a bit closer under Solskjaer last season and we got a bit closer with Solskjaer last season but ultimately you look at the start of this campaign and we've gone backwards we've gone backwards 
despite most fans being happy with the, the business in the summer. To see Cristiano Ronaldo return to Manchester United was was dream stuff. To see them finally sign a world-class centre-back in Rafael Varane would have expected things to be much better. Jadon Sancho costing 73 plus million. He hasn't had the impact. Now Solskjaer did say before the City game that when he's recently changed the formation it hasn't been to suit Sancho but he will get his games this season and, there, and he's under no doubt about that which is a positive for Sancho. But ultimately, he he's he seen his new teammates come up against his former club after just newly signing sign for, for Manchester United in the summer. And at the weekend, what he saw would have been would have been embarrassing. He would have, I'm sure, likened to have come back to England, played against City for the first time, made an impact. And, and to be in a team that had a, had a sense of direction, that was the biggest thing about this game against City, that there was no direction. There was no answer to going behind early on. And, and and people will say conceding early on is a disaster anyway in a game like this. Of course it is. But turn the table, and I said this after the Liverpool game, that had Bruno Fernandes scored early on against Liverpool when he had that chance, Liverpool would not have reacted the same way. There's no way that would have happened. The same thing had United got the early goal against City. These teams, they have a sense of direction. They have, a, they have a plan at least. And it's it's a level of criticism that has been drawn towards Solskjaer for some time before this season that we didn't have a style of play. And now it's really starting to hurt Manchester United because Solskjaer has changed it around a little bit um, in terms of signing Ronaldo and, and, and squeezing him into the starting lineup, which I personally have, have no problems with uh, until you see that to get the ball to Ronaldo and, and the execution... Of some of our players so poor, it's next to impossible to make the most of them in games like this. And it's too easy for City. It's too easy. When when we set up with five at the back, they knew to, to press on our, our full-backs and, and to pin them down. It gave them, as a result, the freedom to expose United. And, and, and that happened throughout the game. And I wouldn't say maybe throughout the game, because when I say City did something similar to Liverpool, they did in the sense that when they went 2-0 up, they put the foot off the gas. Liverpool did that at, at, at 5-0 when United were after United had been down to 10 men. And it was just a sign that these teams have bigger fish to fry this season. And that's the way they're looking at it. They, they want to be part of the title race. They want to be getting out of these games with three points and no one injured. Let's get the, the job done. It, look, look to me as, as their approach after they were sailing away with the lead. And it, it, it's, it's not good enough. There was not one glimpse of any fight or intensity. And for a derby, that's an insult. You know, when you see us get absolutely passed off the pitch. And we're in no way, look nowhere near good enough to compete with with the team that's in front of us. It calls for the coaches to, to raise questions about what they are doing. Because Manchester United would have prepared for that derby. Did they look prepared? No. Were Manchester United prepared for their other big game against Liverpool? No. And you look at the amount of points we have in the table this season and the amount of points we've dropped. We've only really played two sides that you could say could cause us problems or should be causing us problems. So we come back after the international break. It looks like Solskjaer will remain in charge. This won't be a speculative podcast where we're going to be talking about the likelihood of of Ragnick coming in or, or 
Ten Hag or, or others because we haven't got to that part point yet. Um, from 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 speaking to people at Manchester United, I'm on, in no indication whatsoever that Joe Glazer is is ready to jump the gun um, and sack Solskjaer. Has it got to the point where it needs to happen? When we get to the news hound or the news section, um, you'll see why things might be starting to change there, because ultimately. It's never a good sign when a manager appears to be losing the dressing room. And I didn't think that was the case up until... I still don't... not fully sure that's the case. Um, because I know Solskjaer is... We've always said it is appreciated by the players. They, they enjoy playing under him. But when you have bad results like this, the dressing room is not going to be happy. People are going to point fingers and, and say, this isn't good enough. And you have... Look, we'll get to the news town shortly. But ultimately... It wasn't supposed to be like this. And I've seen fans on social media take swipes, and people including myself, that have been supportive of the manager and remain supportive of the manager, ultimately remains respect, respected. He remains respected amongst us. He's a club legend and that will never change. But we may be approaching a point where his job is untenable in terms of results because when Solskjaer came in and performances when when Solskjaer first got the job he spoke about where Manchester United need to be and it almost seemed at the time that it was a dig at Jose Mourinho because expectations had had fallen the dressing room had collapsed and Solskjaer had come in and he was talking the talk and he had the job on an interim basis and what, what's demanded at Manchester United. But now he's making excuses for terrible performances. And well, well, choosing to protect his players, even if he sounds daft doing so, because at the weekend there's a clip that's going around on social media that he was asked about his players um, admitting to lacking belief going into the derby, which is a main big, 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 big worry. Um, he said that, oh, did the players say that? And he was caught on guard that Harry Maguire had allegedly told the reporter that he didn't have the belief going into the game. And that, that's a huge concern. Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw have become a big problem for Solskjaer. And these are players that he, he probably amongst his most trusted last season. Their performances this season have been terrible. And another sign of going backwards. Uh, and both endured brilliant Euro 2020 campaigns for England. And the, the question that I'd have is, how has their form dipped so quickly? You know, Luke Shaw, during the summer and uh, towards the end of last season, for, for probably an 18-month period, was arguably the best left-back in Europe. Now there's probably a handful, if not more, Premier League left-backs that are outperforming him. And I know this happens with players that... They dip in, in confidence and they dip in performance levels. But this is a worry because ultimately Manchester United are not performing all over the pitch. Not performing. And it's not good enough. It's not good enough, like I said. Wasn't good enough against City. Wasn't good against Liverpool. And players are coming out on social media with these ridiculous half arse written apologies to fans after bad results. And I get that's part of what they do. But when it's the case every second week, it becomes really fucking boring. And fans are going to get pissed off with it, ultimately. Um, we're sick of hearing those excuses. If the players want to do something about what we're seeing, they're going to go out on the pitch and, and, and make a change. The coaches as well. 
Um, Solskjaer, look, he's he's not naive to the fact that this isn't good enough. This does not put him in a good position. And until the day that he's sacked, he's going to approach this job and try to turn things around. I know some people have been saying that if he loves the club, that he should resign. But this is his dream job. He, 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 Solskjaer's never going to feel that what he's doing is, is putting Manchester United at, at harm. But I know I'm certain that a number of listeners to this podcast will feel differently after recent weeks. Um, Solskjaer, you know, he also said when he came in that he would make United the fittest team in the Premier League. But if that was the case, we would have put up at least a fight against Liverpool and City. But there was nothing. There was nothing. You know, and then the apologies come in, and, and that probably makes me feel a little bit more sour about our situation more than anything at the moment because you see you see the manager is, is being asked all the difficult questions. And Jeff Shreves, for example, from Sky Sports, he gave him a really grueling interview after the derby. And it, it comes with being a football manager, and it certainly comes with being a Manchester United manager. Um, so... He has a lot of work to do over this international break, sorting out a few things, and he he would be hoping that none of the players return from it with, with injuries because our record track record with internationals has been desperate, really really poor and worrying. And so, like when I said, it wasn't supposed to be like this. the The biggest, the biggest problem after the derby and after the Liverpool game is that there's no sense of direction for the team anymore. There's been leaks in the in in the Manchester Evening News, seeing as we're getting on to the, the news section now, that Solskjaer is planning to go more with a more attacking approach when the players return to face Watford. Um, you know, it, it's all good in theory, but how much can you coach over an international break? It remains to be seen. Moving on, Jamie Jackson from The Guardian claims Solskjaer expects to be in charge for the next match against Watford. The author of Solskjaer's biography, <coughs> excuse me, um, who we previously had on the Strikecast, doesn't sound fully sure as to whether Glazers will pull the plug before then, because he cryptically tweeted the other morning that as of last night, Manchester United still back Ollie. Today, of course, is a new day. Um, so, so Jamie Jackson there, not 100% convinced that Solskjaer is safe. But the line that's which coming out, which is coming out of the club, is that he will be in charge for the next match and will not be sacked during the international break. ESPN and other outlets pretty much have the same that Solskjaer's job is safe for now. Of course, as expected, we had alleged briefings from the dressing room, which is really something no manager can afford when they suggest he's losing the dressing room. Chris Wheeler of the Daily Mail states that Bruno Fernandez is among the players who feel as though they aren't being given clear directions by the manager or his staff. Another scathing assessment came with the report digging deeper to say some players feel that too many young coaches are learning on the job. Of course, we know you'll always learn on the job at Manchester United, but it's a football club that deserves the best coaches, at the very least. You know, it still attracts the best players after all. And I find it worrying that well-coached teams show up at Old Trafford and completely bully us off the pitch. And it happens too regularly. Far too regularly. Something has to change there. The Mail add that Ronaldo is shocked at how far standards have slipped at United. Where's he been? Where's he been the last 10 years? What does he mean standards have slipped? What, in the past few months? 
yeah, but it's 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 still these are trends. These are trends, and I'd imagine Ronaldo is saying he's shocked. I don't. I wouldn't think he's causing problems in the dressing room by any means. And and these articles, this one particularly from the Mail, is pretty sensationalist. It calls the the dressing room a revolt at the moment. That it's completely turning on on the manager. But look, I I, I don't think things are are that bad. But I'm not naive to suggest that the dressing room is in a better state than unhappy at the moment because. They can't be. They, they really can't be. On top of that, there's claims that Donny van de Beek's teammates don't understand why he hasn't been given more games. Now, it, with this article, there's lots of claims that people are unhappy. And I find it hard to believe that the one journalist spoke to all these players to get an accurate enough account on every single one of their instances. But, look, like we say, no smoke without fire. Um, the, the dressing room, I feel... Is in a very unhappy place, and Solskjaer's job w- will probably come down to that when we come back after the international break. That if results keep getting worse, you might then see a revolt in the dressing room because I don't expect these players to blindly support the manager if, if we keep losing matches and United are out of a title race by Christmas. You know, the results at the weekend slightly went in our favour that Liverpool dropped points and league leaders Chelsea dropped points but but we didn't take advantage of that City took advantage of that at our expense so we really need to turn turn things around probably repeat myself at this stage but I'm going to get on to the question and answer session before we finish up because like I said it's a quick podcast to get through a few things prior to the international break and to send you all off before we return, hopefully to some positivity, although it's hard to imagine at this point because United have, have are pretty close to rock bottom, I feel, in, in, again, in terms of performances. So first question comes in <clears throat> from Paul. How the hell is Ali still in a job? How much worse does it have to get? See, that's pretty much what we're speculating over on this podcast and I, and I don't want to speculate because it appears that all the, the media hounds all the, the journalists that cover Manchester United the main ones are reporting the same thing that a decision hasn't been made to sack Solskjaer and, there's, and the Glazers have given no indication to do so then you get the leaks in the dressing room and then you wonder how long the club can continue to let that happen they might look at these leaks and say, it's bullshit. We don't buy it. They might even speak to some of the players that will put the record straight and say, well, I didn't say that. But if unrest exists in the dressing room and results keep getting worse, it's only headed one way. And I go back to saying it again, it wasn't supposed to be like this. Solskjaer, I felt would have taken the team on again this season from where he left us last year and continued his job at showing progress each season. But we've gone back too far now, um, potentially too far. And in the coming weeks, maybe I'd say the next month, will, ha- will give us a big indication on what will happen with Solskjaer. I-, I still think it's early yet. I don't think they're on the verge of sacking him. Philip asks, what personnel tactical changes need to be made and will Solskjaer be brave enough to do so? I'm going to answer this like a politician because 
the tactical changes and the personnel change that need to happen. Not up to me, and I'm not qualified to <laughs> to give those indicate or give give those instructions to Solskjaer. But he needs to be brave because you look at the the team that he sets out most weeks, and you look at the weak link in defence that currently exists. It's Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. What does he do there? He's got injuries already in defence. He'll hope after the internationals that clears up a bit. But can he afford to trust Alex Tellez in when we already know as a defender he's a complete liability? You know, so we we don't really have quality in terms of squad depth in those full-back positions because it's the same on the right. There's a lot of fans that I speak to that aren't happy with Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Don't think he's good enough to be a starter for Manchester United. You know, think he, that he's... He's so poor going forward that it that it hurts the team. Um, you could probably argue that that if you had someone on the right that could cross a ball, that it would benefit the likes of Ronaldo more. But United don't, and they did try and make an effort to sign Kieran Trippier in the summer, but that fell through. You can't sell a player that the current that the club that owns that player strictly does not want to sell. They just won the league with him at full back, and they did not want to sell him for the price that Manchester United were willing to pay. Simple as that. Philip has asked another question, saying, "What has gone wrong with Shaw Maguire and Wan Bissaka since start of the season? Fitness, dealing with new system, confidence issues. Yeah, goes in a bit further to what I said. I think Shaw is guilty of reading his own hype over the summer. I think he and his team were often very quick." to say stuff in the press and, and slam Jose Mourinho's treatment of him, which was appalling, by the way. But he's forgotten how to play. He's forgotten how to play at a high standard. And Luke Shaw has gone back to the Luke Shaw that we dreaded seeing playing two, two and a half years ago, when questions existed of, will he ever reach the top? Will he ever be worth that money we paid to Southampton? And I think last season he was definitely definitely worth the money. He was definitely shown as a, as a developing, grown player. And I'm sure he can get back to that. But right now, I, I don't know if certain players need time out of the team to help with their confidence issues. But Shaw is definitely someone that I've known in the past has struggled with confidence. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the issue right now. With Maguire, if you listened to the podcast last season, you would have heard me constantly go on about how poor I thought Maguire was. You know, we talk. We always talked about Eric Bailly and Victor Lindelof, and then the conversation became Harry Maguire needs a world-class partner at the back to to really show himself. Now he hasn't had a proper run alongside Varane this season due to Varane being injured, and I think he really, really desperately needs that. But I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced. I'm. I'm actually. I have a feeling that in two years' time we'll be talking about. Potentially, Varane needing a better, re- better replacement because it'll probably take United two years to realise that that's what they need, and that's ultimately the biggest thing about the difference between Manchester United, Liverpool, and say Liverpool at, or City at the moment, because the, those clubs are run way better off the pitch. They might not even make the, as much. They don't make as much as Manchester United. They still run better than Manchester United. They still have better plans in, in place, they know what they're going to be doing, even Jorgen Klopp he's not going to be at Liverpool forever but they, they seem to have this, this links that they have a, a manager to stand in when he, when he, when he leaves Anfield and we haven't got anything like that 
You know, we've no one, we've nobody planning. We have a football director on Richard Murta who's recently appointed. I'm sure he gets a handsome wage. I'm sure his salary is top of, top of the list, almost, in terms of directors. Um, but what is he doing? Is he doing his homework? Because when, you, when, when a club like Bayern Munich, for example, reach a, a situation like this where they need to change a manager, it's not really the case that they're thinking, oh, fuck, who do we appoint? They usually have a list of people that they interview and they, they get their, their sights on, on, and their vision on, on, on managing a football club. But you know, are way behind. Way behind. And, and this whole thing they've been selling us for years about the football structure. If there's a proper football structure in place, they'd be ready to deal with this now. Um, and to find a solution. You can't even come out and say they're back in soldier at the moment. Which is a, is a worry. So they have no real definite claim that they're standing by. It seems to me that they'll wait till the end of the season. And hope for more coaches to come available. They just haven't got an answer. Fabiola sends in a question with United signing Varane. Did this highlight Maguire is not as good as we thought he was? Well, I already answered that. My opinions were Maguire showed signs before Varane came in that he wasn't good enough for Manchester United. Um, turns like a truck. Tends to go asleep a lot for, for a captain. Um, and one of the things that I see from one, of your, from one of your comments, you've left Fabiola's, many questions have been raised about coaching, but should the players keep hiding between excuses? Maguire failing to follow a proper setup of an offside trap, does it fall under coaching issues category? Yeah, I think it does, but it's still not good enough for Maguire. As captain of Manchester United, you should know how to operate an offside trap. But if those mistakes are creeping into the team every week and it's becoming a trend, then yes, the coaches need to look at it, need to find a way of fixing it. Because otherwise you're accepting that no matter what coach comes in, that this team is doomed. And I don't believe that to be the case. The coaches need to change something or they, are, they too will be without work. Um, and I don't think many clubs will, will be trusting them after this. You know, Mike Phelan might be near retirement. Michael Carrick is, is young and experienced. McKenna, young and inexperienced. Sorry, I meant to say Carrick was inexperienced because they, they might be the ones that that report points to as potentially learning on the job. Jamie with the final question. What is the club criteria for Ali to be sacked? Is it another case of miss out on top four like boys? Probably. Mathematically, they've kind of stuck with that with previous managers. That when it becomes mathematically impossible to, to finish in the Champions League spots, they might pull the trigger on the manager. But it might come earlier with this team, considering the players that we have available. Um, and that United might... Look, if they can find a plan, of course. They haven't got a plan, so that's what we're talking about. United haven't got a plan in place. If they can suddenly come up with a plan, and if it means replacing the manager, there's definitely players good enough there to resurrect their season. I also look at the the next 15 fixtures for Manchester United in, in the league. And a lot of them are winnable. So I would not be surprised, too, that if the board... Had a look at the soldier situation over this international break. Gave him extra time and said, look, the, the, before, the, the fixtures after we play Chelsea and Arsenal are a bit more kind to us. Surely he'll pick it up and go on a run like he did in previous seasons. But 
is that just accepting mediocrity? And at other big clubs, would he be given this time? There are questions that I'm going to leave you with as we go into the international break. Again, remember to, to stay tuned to all things Manchester United on the blog at strettynews.com. Remember also to subscribe to the Stretty newsletter, which you can find at stretty.substack.com forward slash welcome. Thanks for listening. You'll hear from us soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.